The VOD Squad is brought to you with support from our amazing patrons. Join us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central on Twitch. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the VOD Squad, the show where we talk about streaming technology. This is episode 265, December 15th, 2021. I am Clyde, and today I am joined by Michael Aston. Howdy, everybody. And Jimmy Trammell. Hey, guys. How's it Matt going? still has not returned to work. Yes, he is still out Christmas shopping. Okay. How long does he have to be gone before it's considered dereliction of duty? Mm. Good question. Probably should make that a very long time considering the the habits of some of the team. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'll all be in dereliction pretty quick, except for maybe you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Clyde, sorry. Yeah. And me, Matt. Uh, yeah, and Matt's me, pretty good usually too. Yeah, me and Mike can't speak too much about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh we are not derelict in our duties. We are here again. It is Wednesday, and we are going to talk about stuff that we talk about every Wednesday. Uh, heavy on the opinion, very light on the journalistic integrity, because <laughs> we are not journalists. And I, as, as I have been accused before, I have no integrity. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and let me just... Uh, you, let me warn you guys if uh the stream just dies we're just gonna leave it and we're not gonna carry on there's been a crazy storm uh for the last couple hours and my power's been flickery so if my power goes out i will not be back quickly we'll just call it a night and uh see everybody next week but fingers crossed it doesn't happen it's been a while since uh since we've run into that but uh what are we actually here to talk about anyway well uh i think the the most important thing we have to talk about today at least right at this exact second is t-mobile launching its own google tv dongle that is basically the exact same as the chromecast plus an ethernet fork okay so number one, they already launched this device last year. <laughs> if you remember, they came out with their, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, T-Vision last year. And then right. they got smacked down and they had to cancel everything because they were, uh, it was deemed that they were uh, mis uh, misusing their licensing or whatever to resell. Mm -hmm. So this is the this is their, this is the T Vision hub, which is exactly what they launched last year. The difference is it's a newer version of Android TV that's now being called Google TV. So I don't know. It, it, I don't think it's clear if they upgraded any of the hardware or if this is just the same device and they just slapped uh, Android TV eleven version 11 on it yeah i don't know if it's an upgrade over their previous one it is an upgrade compared to the chromecast so like i said it has the ethernet port it also has a slightly upgraded processor that's a little faster and stronger yeah um better chipset but 
Um, so that makes me think maybe it's a minor upgrade over what they had a year ago, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I don't remember them ever showing us the hardware last year. So, um, I will say that the ethernet port is the one thing that makes this appealing to me. Otherwise it's just, uh, it's the same as any other, uh, Google TV or Android TV with Google TV. Um, yeah. because Android TV OS 11, is that the latest? Yeah. Or they just released yeah. 12. Uh, mm-hmm. we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but yes, technically 11 is the newest currently running out there. 12 is the bleeding edge. Uh, so, um, yeah, cause that's, that's how this became, that's how this hub from last year became a Google TV and not just Android TV because Google TV is a function within Android TV that was made public with uh, OS 11. So um, yeah, I guess if you're a T-Mobile customer um, and uh, you want to sign up for new home internet, uh, you'll get this for free. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly an appealing little add-on there's no reason yeah. that it would be not of interest to most people, I think. So yeah. good on them. And, and I'm, I'm with you. I love the addition of the, um, of the ethernet port. Uh, it just, it, it doesn't make sense to me to not have it, even though it's like that what, an and- extra 20, 20 cents for them when they build it. So, and that has been the complaint of mine, uh, for all of the Android TVs I have, I've got the new, the new Android TV with Google TV sky ultra plus thing that came out last year. It doesn't have, it's the, you know, weird deflated uh, breast implant looking thing that uh, does, it doesn't have an ethernet port that drives me crazy. I've got two of the TiVo version neither one has an ethernet port and yes i and i know wabbit will probably chime in and say it is possible because they do have USB C for expandability it is possible to plug in an ethernet jack like a usb to ethernet adapter but that's that's more work than it needs to be because you know they, it yeah. should just be built in i think it's a good device but still not a fan of the dongles i will say though it is, it can be nice uh, here in my office. I've got three monitors. One of the monitors, I've got the HDMI port using uh, one of the TiVo uh, 4K streams. And, you know, it's this form factor. And it's actually kind of nice because it's not sitting on my desk. It's <laughs> plugged into the, it's plugged into the HDMI port on the back of my monitor. And it's just kind of tucked away. I don't even have to know it's there. I just happen to have a, you know, a remote sitting here on my desk if I want to use it. But for the most part, uh, if it's in my living room or in my bedroom, someplace where there's actually space, yeah, uh, right. space is a premium. Yeah, I, 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 I want to. Well, that's why I still, why I cling to my uh, Roku uh, Ultras uh, because they're hardwired with static ips yeah so yeah all righty all right so next story 
So now you can track Apple AirTags with your Android phone, but there's a catch. And the catch is uh, that you do have to depend on other iPhones to kind of transmit the location of that device, right? So uh, it does work off the network of uh, iPhones, um, but, uh, but the, the good thing about this article is, you know, and, and I think they pointed out here too, that, you know, Apple's starting to make more and more software now for Android, right? So that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see them do that, right? Yeah, so this, this is another new app that they have for Android to be able to uh, track the uh, AirTags, uh, you know, also too, you know, they've got Apple Music for Android, uh, Apple TV Plus also for Android. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're starting to do more there. So I I, I kind of like that. So this is you know, anytime an Apple tool becomes available on Android, that is actually fairly newsworthy, just because mm -hmm. Apple is so reluctant to release their tools. Uh, we'll use as a general term um, on that platform. Uh, the first place when I read this, the first place my mind went is to a story I read, I think about a week ago, that apparently Apple has has been facilitating uh, car theft, and they've been making car theft uh, easier, because someone can take an take a tag, one of these tags, attach it to your car, and they don't have to try and steal it in the public place. They just come, they'll just follow the tag to your house and take it at night while everyone's asleep. See, now, I, I do the inverse of that. I actually keep a, a air tag in my car yeah. in case somebody steals it to not yeah. be able to track it. But I mean, they've been doing, this is, this is a thing that people has become very popular in the last year, mm -hmm. where they'll go out, they'll find a super nice car uh, something that they want, and then they'll hide one of these tags on the car someplace, mm -hmm. uh, like stick it in the gas cap or in, you know, places that are easily accessible that you as the driver aren't going to notice it. Um, and then, yeah. There is a feature on your iPhone, and I would assume with the Android 2 now that it has this app, right, um, that if there is an AirTag in proximity to you, it gives you a notification. Yeah, right? I don't think because... that works on the Android because the Android says that this app only works while it's open. You don't yeah. get the alerts yeah. like you yeah, would you, with. Yeah, you, you, and that's probably true. You'd have to have it yeah. turned on or have like the background refresh, you know, turned on the app or something like that, right? But um, uh, to where on an iPhone, you would get, uh, uh, notified, yeah, you know, it, it would just pop up in your notification yeah. and say, Hey, there's, and the reason why Apple does that is because, well, somebody might have a lost item, right? Uh, that kind mm -hmm. of thing, right? But, um, so you know, I, I guess it works pretty good as long as they're not an iPhone user that you're trying to steal, yeah, yeah. The story says it's specifically, uh, it lacks auto scan, which means you need to specifically fire up the app to search for a tag and you won't get notifications about lost tags nearby like you would on an iPhone. So, yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, speaking about 
uh, lost things that you'll never find, where are your Google glasses? Well, um, that's kind of a trick question, right? Because nobody actually ever had any Google glasses. But that's not true. I did see a few in the wild. I did see a few <laughs> glass holes in the wild. Yeah. I, I, we had a pair at USAA that the company bought to experiment with uh, when they first came out, but I don't recall ever seeing anybody actually using them outside of that experimental context. Um, yeah. That said, it is not too late for you to possibly get Google Glass because Google is rebuilding their augmented reality team. They hired a high profile uh, individual from, uh, from Facebook or rather Meta and um, the, who was a major player in the Oculus team there doing VR. And he has now been placed as the senior director of engineering over AR operating systems and is actively hiring for a pretty significant crew of developers, it looks like. Are, are you so, going to apply? Um, yeah, no. Oh. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that this would be a, a on location in um in never know. Red, Redmond or whatever, Redwood, San Francisco, right? Something, something South San Francisco, Silicon Valley. Um, yeah. So that's not, that's not a place that I'm interested in moving to. So probably not, but it is kind of interesting to see that they are working on augmented reality again. Um, it sounds from their perspective, what they're saying is that they felt like they were a little bit too early uh, back in 2013 when they released those, but seeing the HoloLens and Snapchat spectacles going on and people just being slightly more comfortable being monitored and observed at all times, um, the idea of people walking around with recording devices pointed at you and at everybody all the time is apparently becoming more palatable to people. Yeah. So while... It is notable that Google is resurrecting a older project, which isn't something they usually do. Usually they kill something, it's gone, right? That doesn't mean that they're bringing back Google Glass. Right. They're just working on AR again. And so what, whatever the product is going to be, will be is to be seen. It seems pretty evident based on what's been said that they will be including some sort of hardware mm -hmm. in this plan. But yeah, it may be a completely different thing. I'm hoping I, I'm hoping they give us a monocle. <laughs> Google monocle. Yeah. A monocle I mean, would be would be cool. The, well, I mean, that, and the thing just... is, glass wasn't that far off of being a monocle. I mean, well, that's what's so it was, ridiculous. It was you. You could not look cool with that. that there was that's my no point. way. Like, was, there was no way to look cool with. It was like that this weird, weird frame. set of glasses that only had a lens on one side. And well, it didn't even have a lens on one side. It just had the camera on one side. Yeah, well, it was it had just like a, a frame. It had like a little piece of plastic. Oh yeah, it, it, it had that like little on. visor thingy. But yeah. Um. um so yeah, yeah it was. See, I want, was the not I want the Morpheus glasses without the arms, right? Just the two lenses. Yeah, yeah. the Ben Franklin spectacles. 
Yeah. I mean, the thing about Google Glass was that, and, and like, if you compare what it did compared to what um, like the HoloLens does, it's a night and day difference. HoloLens has a pretty significant field of view mm-hmm. um, and uh, gives you uh, effectively the ability to do a full full overlay over the entire your entire field of view. So um, I think we'll probably be, see- be seeing something in between what they had in the initial Google Glass and like Microsoft's HoloLens which isn't practical to wear on a regular basis, right? So we'll see. Um, Obviously, it's 100% speculation now because we haven't even had hardware announcements, let alone details about it. But it's exciting. All right. So uh, next story, Um, AT&T, they're raising prices. So they're increasing the price of their DirecTV stream price again and uh, including for legacy subscribers as well. So prices going up on everybody. Um, yeah. Hey, that service that nobody's using, it's getting more expensive because nobody's using it. Yeah. They have less people to spread the cost across. <laughs> and, and, they can't, and they can't cancel it because there are actively people using it. So if you have to raise the price high enough that everybody quits, and then you can be like, oh, well, we tried, but nobody wants to use it. So we're just going to shut it down. That, that yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, that's what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, and if you look at some of the prices, I mean, the prices were high already, right? Yeah. Like the choice plan, it was already $85 a month. Now they're increasing it to 90. Yeah. Right? And the ult- ultimate plan was already $95 and now it's going to $105. And then their premier plan, which is the highest tier that they have, was going from 140, which it's like cable. All no, no, cable. this is literally cable. Yeah, um, and, and then that one's going up to 150. Now. Sorry, this is this is the over-the-top version of DirecTV, um, is literally what it is. So, because um, yeah. they moved everything back to the DirecTV branding. So it this service was to bring parity between streaming and the satellite business. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's never been outrageously good. expensive, in my opinion. I mean, this is the price. These are the prices that compelled me to stop having cable in the first place. Right, mm-hmm. I opted to go to to sporadically having Hulu TV or YouTube during like the prime football season and not having and using things like purchasing my shows and movies and watching stuff on Netflix and uh, Amazon prime uh, because these prices in the 90 to hundred plus dollar mm-hmm. range were higher than I could justify. I wasn't getting that much entertainment out of it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're seeing Hulu, eking up there hulu's at 75 bucks a month or hulu live what hulu Hulu live Live. hulu live yeah that's what i'm sorry yeah hulu lives like 75 bucks a month this is 90 bucks a month i i wouldn't be surprised if we see youtube pop up and and that's just the little little prop uh package yeah is 90 dollars right for the base yeah it's it is 
it's outrageous. I, I mean, I guess the question that I have is if you have the option of having cable TV through a standard cable line to your house and your internet separate, would that be better to you than having them in one, only on one pipeline? And see, for me, when my internet goes down right now, I obviously don't have um, any of my uh, cable service because, or my TV services because they're all on the internet. Um, it used to be pretty regular that like if the internet went down, I could still at least use cable TV. Um, so it, it seems like to me, it's almost becoming more compelling to go back the other way. Or like I said, just not having anything at all. But you could also make the argument that the days of internet going down as a regularity are gone. <laughs> I I can count Speak the for yourself. I for most people and most services. I mean, as much as I complain about MediaCom, I think I can count on my hand on one hand uh, how many times I've lost internet over the last year. Um, I think I can count on one hand the number of weeks that I haven't lost the internet. <laughs> and, at some and, point and, and like I said, for, for most people, that is not the current reality. Some some people, you know, some markets, yeah, you still have them. It's still bad. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to point out, I was a subscriber to DirecTV Now when they first launched it because as an mm -hmm. AT&T customer, I got it for like $15, I think it was. Or it was like $10 or 15. And when it went up to 20 bucks or above 20 bucks, I canceled fast. Yeah, um, yeah there's no way I'm ever yeah. going back to it with the new mm -hmm. prices. Yeah, uh, and and if this is after it went from DirecTV Now to ATT Now, or there was DirecTV to AT&T TV, or no, it was AT&T Now, then it became AT&T TV plus AT&T Now, and then back to Direct TV. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but no, this is terrible. Yeah, my, my opinion, don't go for this. Uh, if you want uh, TV-like service, get Philo for 25 bucks a month, unlimited DVR. And, and Mike, if your internet goes out, then you have your mobile phone. Yeah, uh, I mean, that is that is true. You know, I, I kind of skipped over glossed over that point that I always usually what we do is we hotspot to it for our TV or something like that. Or we just watch stuff on our phones. I mean, honestly, my internet doesn't normally go out that much. It's usually more in the neighborhood of like 20 or 30 minutes. But it's it's frequently enough that it annoys the crap out of me because you, you might want to look into Clyde's point, it shouldn't be like this at this point in time yeah we just have a particularly bad neighborhood that yeah you, you might want to look into starlink yeah or sorry um, skynet skynet yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um embrace right. the skynet uh um speaking of skynet, talking about the androids taking over right yeah um, Android Go edition will make cheap phones faster and more efficient. So, I mean, I know we've talked 
at least briefly about the Go edition in the past, but I no, totally no, we haven't. That. Haven't we? I don't think we've I ever talked we about it. But yeah, like I was like, I don't remember this. And mm. it's um so it's been out for at least a year, according to this, but um it's generally reserved for less expensive phones. And what what really stands out to me is the significant performance improvements that they're getting on those lower price phones. Yep. Um, they apparently got a 20% jump when they did 11 and now an additional 30%. So that's, that's pretty huge. I know for a while we were buying my daughter less expensive Android phones. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they had the Go edition on them, but I do know that, um, that they did not perform particularly well. Like they were pretty mm -hmm. limited. And so- and that that is the the reason for this because it's be it's become a problem as Android progresses. You add more features, it requires more sophisticated hardware, um, which you you typically only find in the flagship phones. And if you're not right. willing to pay eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Uh, like me, I bought that thousand dollar phone and it lasted me three months <laughs> before it died. And LG basically said, eh, we're out of the phone business now. We don't care. <laughs> so yes. it's sitting in a box. I'm out a thousand dollars. Um, but, uh, no, this is cool because uh, I mean, a lot of the phones that I have, they have kind of piqued my interest have been the lower spec phones. Some of the TCLs, uh, some of the Motorola's um, stuff that, I mean, it, it's fine. Or even uh, like a, an older phone, like uh, this LG here is like four years old. I still use it on a regular basis. It, it I went back to it when my uh, uh, when that new phone died, and I don't think this would be able to go to twelve. Because even though it's still a great phone, it's still good hardware. It doesn't have the specs to support 12, but I bet 12 Go would run on it pretty well. Yeah. So light, light edition. Um, It'd be interesting if we if we saw them make it in such a make it available in such a way that you could add it to like your old LG G4 or G5 or whatever. Um, yeah. re basically, resurrect your old devices. And there, there's some features on here that I, I thought were actually kind of compelling. Like one of them is uh, the ability to open a temporary guest account directly from the lock screen. Yeah. Um, which is something I've wanted forever because what, what happens in the scenario where law enforcement demands you unlock your phone? Do you want to unlock your actual profile that has mm -hmm. all the stuff that may be incriminating? Or do you want to unlock into a, another profile that looks like the main one that doesn't have any of the incriminating stuff? I'd say probably option two. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. Like, I think that it would be cool to be able to dual, like, dual profile your phone. And that sounds like... I mean, you've been able to do that for a long time. Because I know when my kids first got their, when they got their first Android phones, we set up accounts. Um, there was a parent account and then the kid account and they used the kid account and mm -hmm. the parent account could go in and set rules 
to like uh but it's never been smooth it's <laughs> kind of kludgy to to switch because realistically multiple people aren't going to be using the same phone yeah you know it's not like a desktop computer <laughs> um and but, for law enforcement you should just have a self-destruct profile well once they don't find anything and they have to let you go you want to still be able to use your phone and also self-destruct that that pretty much like tips the hat that yeah you were trying to hide something just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah and then they wrong, dig harder yeah wrong pin it. number wrong <laughs> pin number four times or five times or ten times right yep i mean but yeah all right <laughs> i was about to take a, a detour let's let's not let's talk about yeah I, I think i'm up next here appreciate you scooping up the story that i skipped over there, don't Mike. tell anybody the the how the sausage <laughs> is made yeah nobody had to know <laughs> all right next next story youtube warns that it may lose disney-owned channels amid contract dispute man you know it seems like every other week that YouTube's in it's, it's YouTube right? picking fights is what it is. YouTube it. just got back. They just got back on the Roku and mm -hmm. they and now they are risking the loss of something from their platform. Yeah. Um, and Dis do you at first you think, oh, the Disney Channel, but then you remember Disney owns ABC, mm -hmm. owns ESPN. Mm -hmm owns like all kinds of stuff that um yeah i mean how many people if the if youtube loses espn how many people are going to stop paying for youtube because a majority of people sign up for youtube tv for the sports right and yeah, if, yeah. i i find it interesting uh, you know to me i feel like it maybe maybe YouTube just doesn't feel right if it's not against the ropes. Um, just just needs to find itself backed into a corner again. I, I, um, I'm pretty sure they're just <laughs> out there picking fights for the sake of picking fights to see if they can get better deals. Because yeah. worse comes to worse, there's some sort of uh, negotiation and so that both sides are happy. You know, but, honestly, the truth is, I, I feel like this is probably exactly how everything has always been. It's just now that people are, these companies are airing it more publicly yep. so that people, people that are interested in invested in one side can put their pressure a little bit more publicly. We've, you know, they're socializing the, the contract negotiations that used to be you know, backroom deals. It's just like, hey, let's, we need to, we need to create a Twitter for, for contract disputes. Cause that's what this is all about. It's just socializing. They, they just need to take this stuff back behind the curtain. <laughs> Stop airing your dirty laundry. Nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see your skid marks. <laughs> that's uh, a show title. Agreed um spot talking about well i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> um so left turn here tinder is a kind of popular way to meet people right it's um, the straight version of grinder yeah i 
I've never, you know, I'm not, not in the scene married and will never date again. Um, so I'm glad that I don't have to deal with this kind of crap, but I do think this is an interesting new feature coming to tender. It's called music mode that allows you to make a mixtape basically for potential dates. So they can kind of hear about you before they meet you and that, mm. and then they can swipe based on your anthem and your tunes. Um, I think that this would be a, to me, this would be a pretty interesting starting place because um, being able to just immediately eliminate the people that are listening to stuff that I can't bear to be around would be pretty cool. And you like find the, the metalhead chicks and stuff. So I think, I think you just choose one song and then as you're searching, it creates a mixtape comprised of all the anthems of the people that matched with you uh okay i was reading because i mean uh it's been forever since i checked out that app they've always had like some sort of spot of or it was i think it was facebook integration that showed like what music you're listening to um mm -hmm. but this is actually creating so like I, I assume from based on this explanation, if you log into the app, you then you can you click on the the you just click on the mixtape and then it starts playing you music. Um, and then when you go, oh, I really like the song, you can look and say, oh, this is that person. Yeah, um, I, I think I think it's interesting. I mean, the current way, correct me if I'm wrong, is you see a picture of the person and you swipe. So it's. Yeah purely based so. on um first physical impression whereas this lets you realize whether or not there's more to them than just um a pretty face right i don't know mm. um i think it's interesting and they had to do something I, because glad I'm, I'm not having to deal with it that's all i have to say yeah so all right you're you gonna be trying this out next week clyde no, that would require downloading the app that hasn't been on my phone in at least six years and was only on my phone for a couple days <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it then. I definitely couldn't deal with it now. <laughs> All right. Good, Jimmy. Sorry. Hey, no worries. No worries. All right. Next story. Paramount Plus uh, adds live streaming channels for Star Trek Survivor and more. So Jimmy um, is in hog heaven. Yes, I am. This is a feature that I've often. Now they had live streaming on Paramount Plus, before. but they didn't have dedicated channels to. Right. Yes. Right. It, it was live broadcast channels, mm -hmm. is what it was. This here is going to be more along the style of Pluto TV. Yep. If you're familiar with that, twenty-four by seven, continuous streaming of uh, content looks to be like about 18 channels that they'll have. Uh, you know, they'll have like one channel that's focused in on Star Trek. Um, they'll have uh, other channels that'll be, you know, based on other content. You know, some of the other content will be like uh, 80s and 90s shows like Cheers, Frasier, Wings, uh, that, that kind I, of thing. I, I see in the list, it's got one that's called Black Voices, and I assume that's going to be all the old uh, UPN programming, 
like the PJs and Moesha and the Wayans. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which not not a bad thing. I, I wouldn't mind watching some of the Wayans. That, that was oh, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good show. I liked that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um makes sense to me. And uh, what is that adult if... one? Oh, that's it says adult, but it, then it says celebrity deathmatch, which was an MTV show. Oh yeah, or was that Comedy Central? I think oh, it was MTV. I think it was MTV. Yeah, I think it was. You're right. Yeah, MTV or Comedy Central. Well, that makes sense because apparently MTV is the producer for production company for uh, Yellowstone, which I find weird every time I watch the new episode of Yellowstone, and it does that MTV intro. It's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feels bad but okay yeah, I'm glad to see it come there i think it's a, a welcome feature to have yeah so jimmy's gonna binge on star trek survivor and paw patrol <laughs> you get it yeah so we talked a little bit about youtube picking fights and and getting all in people's faces and stuff yeah. well youtube is buddying up with xfinity uh the Xfinity Flex set-top boxes are now going to include YouTube TV along with the already existing Sling TV and Hulu TV Live that are the alternatives to just using Comcast's Xfinity service. And this is the thing we've talked about before. The fact that apps weren't on there is completely artificial because that box is a Android TV, right? It's just a skinned Android TV. So all of the apps that are already available on the Android TV already work on this device. It's just Comcast has been acting like a gatekeeper preventing uh, stuff from appearing. Uh, So basically I assume they're running their own custom store, just like uh, Android or with, fire tv uh, amazon is with the fire tvs where it's running on android but they're not using the google store they're using their own custom store so they could be the gatekeeper um so my question about this though is how often are they going to update these things are they going to keep these things updated or they should i mean it should uh it should get the base android updates which go out on a regular basis uh, mm-hmm. The skin, the operating system skin shouldn't have to change at all unless there's something majorly changes on the underlying Android. Um, I know like my Tebow, uh, Tebow stream, it's so, a skinned version of Android TV. And so if you go into about this device, there are two different OSs listed. You've got the underlying Android, which is the core and then you've got the TiVo version that's running on top of it. Um, so and when, so when Android TV 12 is released, they'll be able to update it? Whenever Comcast says it's okay. Yeah, see, that's my problem. That, the, but it, it, that's, that's the <laughs> thing is. Um, but like the security patches and stuff that come through that aren't major OS releases, uh, those usually come in. Uh, and that's the thing that you really care about. The OS releases don't typically give you much other than, you know, the square icons are now rounded. <laughs> you can now uh, 
blur the background you know it's stuff like that you don't really typically get major features but it's when when it comes to updates it's the security patches that you're most concerned about um so yeah i'm curious to kind i'm curious to get one of these Mm -hmm. but i still believe you have to be a i mean you have to be a xfinity customer so yeah yeah yeah, I'm not that curious. <laughs> I, I I'm not either. Well, I I would be, but I can't I can't get I can't get Comcast here. So I I I wasn't a fan of Comcast when I had them. However, I will say I had less problems with Comcast than I have with my with the options in my area. And for the record, and just a reminder for anybody that isn't a long term listener, I absolutely hate Comcast residential Mm. i really enjoy comcast business it is worth the extra money Mm -hmm. um because you actually have a service level agreement um and they will be out you know it it, they they make it worth the money but okay all right um next story coming from in gadget um Sony reportedly planned to bring PlayStation Now to phones. I'm kind of surprised it's not already there. I thought it was. Wasn't it? No, PlayStation Now was the TV thing that they killed like a year ago, almost two oh. years ago now. Or no, that was place. Was that PlayStation that was View. Plus? That was oh, that was View. I'm View. thinking of View. Ah, okay. Oh, and see, and I, I was conflating this with View. So PlayStation Now is the thing that we were talking about last week, which was the uh, the game streaming. The streaming, uh, the game streaming yeah. uh, service, yeah. Okay, all right, well, well, this makes more sense then. So, I mean, actually, that's a good idea because the problem with console games is you can't play them on other platforms. Mm-hmm. And Sony games are never cross-platform. Microsoft and Xbox games are have the uh, benefit that the that one company makes both OSs, so they can design the cross compatibility. In uh, PlayStation has always had this problem where you you can only play it on a Sony device, mm-hmm. uh, and if if they're going to be streaming it, um, then that opens it up. And that's good because there are games that are PlayStation exclusives. And, you know, as much as I like uh, some of those games, I am it's I don't like them enough to spend, you know, a drop a ton of money on a new console. Mm-hmm. My PlayStation 4 is just sits and collects dust. I haven't turned that thing on in over a year. Um, I'm not going out and buying a PlayStation 5. But I might yeah. stream some games uh, if yeah. I can do it in a browser. Sure. I mean, I, I've been enjoying Stadia. And I mean, this also backs up my, when you guys were out a couple weeks ago, I made the point that Stadia or game streaming basically uh, eliminates the need for consoles and crazy, super expensive video cards. Oh, my lights just yeah. flickered. <laughs> um close (laughs) but uh and Um, the the more these companies uh the more these companies embrace that like play the fact that playstation isn't 
potentially embracing game streaming to other devices. I think that backs up my uh, my comment from a couple of weeks ago. They they see the writing on the wall. Well, you can, um, you know, speaking about getting a PlayStation Five, um, the 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 current situation is obviously fraught with peril and battles with bots in order to get the device purchased at a reasonable rate because um, people are buying them up using bots to purchase them and reselling them for about twice what their MSRP is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because they can't be manufactured at a rate sufficient to satisfy demand. At yeah. least they can't be shipped at that rate. Um, but PlayStation has upped the uh, service set to include uh, IMDB TV as a streaming service on the PlayStation 5. So now you can watch IMDB TV on Oh, IMDB 5. TV. I, I was just thinking the regular IMDB because that's what I want on my PlayStation 5 is to be able to, <laughs> to look, look up IMDB. And, who, and who's in movies. Unless no, I mean, they were in, and unless they were integrating it into the video, like uh, Amazon's X-Ray, yeah, which no, is which, IMDb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be that would be pretty cool. But IMDb TV is is got a pretty decent lineup of I mean, older shows. And that's how I watch Columbo. Yeah, so it's it's not a bad service if you don't mind um, commercials. I don't know. Do they have a paid? A paid tier no um the thing that i find annoying is that imdb tv is a separate app but it also appears in prime right and i don't like that <laughs> yeah that's that's where i see it mark marketed so that i know that there's good shows on there that i would occasionally mm -hmm. want to watch because i see them there in my prime profile on my fire tv so yeah um it was pretty good I, I i think it's interesting because what you said earlier hinting at the possibility that um that we don't see long term having consoles as a, as a normal thing right um i don't i don't I, don't I i think they're becoming more and more ubiquitous just yeah. like the overpriced video cards i don't um, need i don't need a crazy expensive card to play a triple a title on stadia right yeah so it's it's interesting um i've always been kind of against like I, I occasionally pick up a console but i'm not a big console gamer just because i've always been a fan of the mouse and keyboard approach and don't like the fact that you buy a device you spend a, a pretty significant amount of money and it is already basically obsolete by the time it's released, let alone if you buy it a year or two down mm -hmm. the road. Um, but they do make games for it. They turn out um, to be pretty comparable from a performance and a, a visual appeal perspective, simply because it's a closed system. So you can test yeah. and, and validate it a lot, a lot more easily as a game developer. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it'd be interesting to see uh, everything moving more to the cloud. I think that's I, I agree with you. I think that's the future. To paraphrase and, that commercial uh, from a decade ago, 
to the cloud. Yeah. Yep. I, right. do, I don't know if anyone else remembers, but Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Crickets. To the cloud. Okay. To the cloud. Well, <laughs> what else? Wouldn't that, a, wouldn't that a rip off of the honeymooners to the moon? Uh, no, this one was what he wasn't threatening someone. Oh, okay. He was he was saying, "Hey, everybody, let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. Follow me, basically." Okay. Robin, Robin to the bad poles. There you go. Similar. All right. So, um, ne next story and our last story of tonight. Um, Polk Audio reveals the first Dobie Atmos bar. Um, this uh, bar called the Sigma S4. And uh, Polk is using their voice adjust tech uh, to make the dialogue clear. Um, this bar sells for $399, but that's not just the sound bar you get. You also get a um, wireless subwoofer included in with that package. Um, to me, this looks pretty compelling, right? I mean, you know, $400, I don't know, maybe to some people, maybe that's high, right? I know there's other sound bars you can get less than that, right? But you don't get the wireless subwoofer with it. And I have to say, Polk is one of the uh, yeah. heavy hitters in, in audio. I, I would say this is more compelling than the the BNO one mm -hmm. that has Verizon built in uh, that we talked about last week or the week before. Um, I'm surprised it took Polk this long to do a Dolby Atmos soundbar because we've seen these for three going on three almost four years now um everybody's making them from the most expensive down to the cheapest of the cheap um and but yeah i mean four hundred dollars that's a fair price if it sounds good and you get a subwoofer mm -hmm. right. a wireless so, subwoofer mean, wireless yeah. one yeah see that yeah. was my complaint about that creative uh soundbar i got last year was it had a cord and it's a rather short cord mm -hmm. um otherwise it would have been great but yeah Solid. that's cool all right well uh that brings us to the point in the show where we like to say thank you to the people that make this show possible they keep us on the air through their monetary generosity. I am talking about the patrons, the people that found something compelling enough uh, in what we do every week to uh, actually shout out their hard-earned dollars. Uh, so if you are one of those people, we thank you. You have a special place in our heart right next to the birdhouse in my soul. Um, if you would like uh, to become a patron, yeah, we don't really ask from us. It's uh, patreon.com slash the VOD squad. Every little bit helps. And just a reminder, we may not be a good investment, but we're better than a bad one. All right. Rants raves. You go first, Jimmy. All right. Um, so... What I've been watching over the weekend and uh, even watched an episode to um, last night. I, so I'm watching the new Marvel show Hawkeye, right? 
Uh, I think it had been out. I, I didn't watch it the first week. Uh, I think I was probably busy working or, or doing other things. Didn't have time to watch it. But um, but uh, checked out the first, I think I'm through the first four episodes now. Um, it, it, um, the show starts off a little slow, right? Well, not real slow, but, um, you know, you're kind of getting introduced into, you know, some of the, I mean, everybody knows Hawkeye, right? And, uh, you know, he's, he, he's the he's, surgeon that cracks jokes, right? Right. <laughs> Does a mean Groucho impression. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, not that Hawkeye. Um, uh, but the, uh, but everybody knows Hawkeye, you know, from the, uh, Marvel movies, you know, and it's, it's that same, uh, Hawkeye character there. And, um, but there's, you know, a host of other, uh, characters in, in, in the show. And so you're kind of getting introduced to them. Um, and two, there's a little crossover, you know, with other Marvel uh, movies too that you'll see and you see it in the fourth episode as a matter of fact I, I won't say exactly what that is but um but i have to say uh yeah i'm enjoying this one i, I like it uh i you know can't wait for the next episode and i think there is a new episode out now um and uh yeah i'll watch this one all the way to the end so i'm i'm, I'm all in on this one cool uh, I've I've been watching Hawkeye myself. So uh, did he did he go to Iowa State or yeah Iowa State or is it University of Iowa? I One of them know. is the Hawkeyes. I, I I assumed that was your reference, but I have no clue. I don't know that, which one. That that's the Buckeyes, I think. Actually. No, that's Ohio. Is the Buckeyes? Yeah, Hawkeyes uh, is. Uh, I'll I'll figure it out. It's one of the Ohio or one of the Iowa. I a lot of people up here our Hawkeye fans. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I am a fan. I'm enjoying it so far. It's pretty good. Um, I think maybe we've only seen the first three. Maybe we've seen episode four. I don't remember. Um, but uh, they're all they're all very good so far. Also, I've been watching Wheel of Time, keeping up to date on that. Um, didn't didn't feel like things moved much this most recent episode i i will say i did find the most recent episode one of the better episodes yeah it was kind of a bottle episode yeah but <laughs> it was one of the more compelling episodes yeah i mean i guess it's kind of one of those where things come back together right like a lot of the characters had gotten separated and they get back together and so um stuff they a, happened they have they just, a big magic they, orgy and there was no uh, you have to hide your child's children's eyes less less explosions and violence than i i usually like in my episodes i don't know uh, but um yeah it was okay i wasn't i wasn't totally um unhappy with it just it was it was a mediocre episode in my book um yeah i think that's about it that's all i got all right well, I posted in the TV section earlier this week that over the weekend, I finally finished that new Lost in Space show because mm -hmm. the third and final season came out recently. 
Mm -hmm. So I rejoice in the fact that the show is finally done. Mainly because I, by the time third episode or the third season came around, I was watching it out of spite (laughs) just to get it done. Every episode, I was praying that they would all just die. (laughs) I think Uh... I hated every single character on that show. I just found myself rooting for the robots to uh, annihilate them. The sad thing is the only character with any redeemable value, the only character worth caring about was Debbie, the chicken. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. Actually, Debbie Debbie has a fairly uh, strong, I did a couple internet searches and found Debbie has a pretty solid fan base. Um, but that says a lot about all the people. Every, every single one of those people did just needed to die. I mean, that helps because I was I, I watched like the first two episodes like a while back, and I was like, this could be okay. It didn't pull me completely in, but I, I saw hope in it. Yeah, and was gonna try to go back to it at some point, but it sounds like I should only do that if I'm sadistic and masochistic. See, I may I kind of. I got halfway through the first season and I gave up. But then after the second season came out, someone said second season's better. Hmm. So I forced my way through the first season. I got to the second season and yes, second season was better, but it wasn't great. And that's why by the time I got to the end of season two, I was just like, yeah, I don't care about any of these people. And I knew that season three was going to be the final. So it was like, I just, I didn't want to leave it unwatched. Mm -hmm. Just I can mark it off as done. Uh, But then they, the way they ended the season or the series opens it up for another series. And it's like, Oh, I, which I definitely (laughs) will not watch. Um, Also, I realized because I a couple weeks back, I talked about the HBO Max show uh, Aquaman King of Atlantis, and I I absolutely love it. It was great. And then I realized, hey, there haven't been any new episodes in a while. It was a three episode miniseries. They just made three half hour episodes. (laughs) They better they better bring it back with a full season run because that show was too good. To Which be one? just, it was Aquaman, King of Atlantis. Aquaman, King of Atlantis. It has very not great animation quality, but it is very funny. It has kind of a an Adventure Time feel to it. Uh, I I highly recommend it. Uh, you don't have to know anything about Aquaman. I think it picks up immediately after the movie in the timeline because the first episode of is the first day that Aquaman takes the throne. That's when the series starts. Okay. Um, it, yeah. So if un, uh, it take the underwater people of SpongeBob and mix it with the sensibility of adventure time <laughs> and you've got, you've got kind of, I think that that's the best way to describe this show. Okay. I really enjoyed it. They better make more. I will be very angry because they just 
wasted. Well, uh, perfectly. Obviously, good. even if that was going to happen, you've confessed to liking it. So mm, I know. Curse it, which, which means I'm pretty sure it's dead. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's just it's just a mini series, and we'll never see anything else. Um. But uh, on that note. Uh, thanks uh, for everybody that is hanging out. Now we're gonna wrap this thing, the wrap this up. Uh, but we will be back next Wednesday. Uh, it will, you know, I don't know if we're gonna do anything Christmas related. I don't think we typically do, but you never know. Come join us live 9 p.m. Central here on YouTube every Wednesday night. Uh, also. Uh, audio podcast is available after the fact uh i try to get it out there as soon as or it, it try to get it out there by the weekend but sometimes it doesn't the the free version doesn't so if you want an audio version and you want it on a regular uh schedule that you can rely on come a patron uh you get the custom rss feed and that one always goes out almost, uh, you know, within a couple hours of the show being done. So, and uh, if you're watching this video after the fact and the pre-show and the post-show has been trimmed off, if you want any of the links to any of these stories, right down below in the show notes uh, will be linked. And uh, I think that's it. Oh yeah, movie party. Don't forget, Movie Party is uh, this Saturday. We will be watching Christmas Evil and Santa's Sleigh, starring Bill Goldberg as Santa. Yes, mm -hmm. that Bill Goldberg. Uh, immediately following the Big Boy J Show, Saturday, the 18th. Don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Stick around for the post show. Head on over to tbs.showbot.tv and put in your votes. Uh, there's like two titles there. So there's something to vote on. And we will see you in the post show. Bye. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>